and it's time for the weekly Q&A that we call Splunk Talk. Episode number 38, recorded Friday, April 8th, 2011. Maverick and Wild's Epic Rant Show. We are uh, chatting about some stuff today that's irritating, that needs to be fixed. Just general things that, I don't know, piss us off. I gotta have more cowbell. Hey, it's another episode of Splunk Talk. We're stoked to be hanging out with you today. And who do we got on the line? Is that Maverick? We got Maverick. <laughs> Maverick, down in where? D- I always da- say down in Dallas, but you're n- no, you're up in Dallas because I'm down in Austin. We're, we could be up and down at the same time. We're up in Dallas and down with the program. Right. We We're down with the system. Down with okay. the system. Right. Uh, Maverick is a super-duper principal sales engineer with the Splunk, and Wild is a Splunk Ninja guy. Wild is in Austin. Maverick is in Dallas. And today we're chatting about stuff related to what product? Is this LogLogic or... What, what's, what's that? This no, I know. Splunk. I only know about Splunk. Oh, I don't know that's about right. Any, these other ones, I'm okay. not sure about. But okay, so today, uh, I think we should do this, just because it's always fun to do a sting. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but you should only do that when you're when you're actually funny. Then you do that after, and it kind of acts. It's it's to accent the funniness. Right. What you I think I'm gonna said. have like a five show moratorium on uh, Jeff Blake's. <laughs> ah, dang it! I violated it. I'm gonna have a five show moratorium on Jeff Blake's laugh. Oh. I need to get my own laugh in there. Yeah, we didn't. We don't have you. We have us. We don't have you. What's the? <laughs> I think it's because I'm the funny one, and you guys laugh at me. See, that's where you're delusional. I think <laughs> that's where you're thinking you're the funny. There one. you See, go. That, that I was just, a good one. I just laughed. See, it proves that I'm the funny one, and <laughs> well, you laughed again. Actually, no, but no, you're laughing at yourself though. You you can't laugh at your own jokes. That I'm laughing, dude. I'm laughing with me. Okay, <laughs> I'm laughing with me. There we go. Okay, yeah, thank you very much. Okay. I'll be here all week. Um, well, we need one of these. All right, let's do this. So Maverick and I were chatting earlier prior to the show. We're getting a little bit more loose on our show prep, but maybe we feel like we're getting better at the show. Is um. I just kind of feel like bitching about stuff, you know, things. Yeah, that's not normal for you to do that. It's not normal for me to do that on air. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean. Right. It's normal I meant for to me say to... that part first. I'm sorry. On yeah. the air. It's not yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Okay. You're the best. Okay. What was that? I got some applause over here. Oh. Okay. That doesn't sound like applause. <laughs> that sounds like hell. All right. Okay. So, um, here's my little rant for the day. Okay. So you're in it or mm-hmm. you're just a dude or a chick that's dealing with logs. Okay. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the lovely task of dealing with logs, so which is awesome. Talk- like we made a product that does really good at logs, but you're not going to say your rant is about log files. Are you? No, no. It's about, okay. it's about developers. Oh, developers, okay. I, I should really have a developers, developers, developers thing in here. My rant is about developers. Now, I am right now trying to become a developer. Um, I'm taking some Objective-C courses. 
to learn really? how to program in uh, make uh, Mac apps and stuff like that. Maybe an iPhone app someday. Maybe even an iPad app for Splunk. I have some really great ideas. Oh. Um, and I'm also like doing some stuff with JavaScript. Uh, so I know I'm not some random dude that's just talking out of his. Uh, out Was of his, uh Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but. If you're the, the, the interesting thing about logs, the logs are wonderful because they have all this information in them. But the bummer thing about logs is, well, there's no real standard, but then again, standards aren't the answer. Really, they're not. But it, developers do things different ways. And a friend of mine who works at another company who makes a, an XML appliance thing or something like that, it's a younger company. And he asked me for some help on dealing with his logs. I'm like, sure, Splunk is awesome for that. And so I start eating his logs with Splunk. And uh, I noticed that, well, first of all, debug mode in this particular application is the only mode that produces any reasonable logs, any reasonable information. Mm-hmm. And it's like, come on, guys, developer, please put information out on what your app is doing while it's doing it. So you don't have to put it in debug mode, you know? Yeah, well, okay. So I'm a developer by trade too. So, I mean, there's probably reasons why you don't do that. I mean, you don't want to put a lot of things in there. I mean, granted, you can put things in there that are tightly, you know, woven. So it's not like putting a lot of stuff out. But log files can take up a lot of space. Even even not in debug mode can take up a lot of space if you put a lot of things in there. So You're right. You know. You're right. And sometimes uh, writing to logs can cause a performance hit as well. Well, yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm saying. Well, but but but, but it, it, you do need to put some information in there that's useful. I mean, you do want to. I mean, because you know, you can write. You want to write out things that you're going to be able to look. That's the whole point. That's the whole point of writing a log entry to begin with. When you develop and have that logging layer, is to have something that's useful and well, like meaningful. when you're debugging as well. Like when you're debugging your app. Well, yeah, but you right? can put different mode. Right, but when you develop that layer correctly, you're going to have a debug mode, a info mode. It's a certain verbosity level, just like they like they do for routers or firewalls. Have that same thing. Everything. Should have that, but I, I agree with you. Maybe not everyone knows. Well, debug kind of mode is the last practice. resort. That's the thing. Debug typically, mode is typically. always the last resort. Yeah. There are times. Spe- special case, yeah. There are times when you, uh, if you work with Splunk's engineering or uh, support, they'll ask mm-hmm. you to put your Splunk server in debug mode. Although with Splunk, there's a better way to do that because you can turn on particular parts of logging in debug mode. Mm-hmm. There's a section under the manager, under system settings or logging that lets you do that. But you turn sometimes you turn some apps in debug mode and it's just like a it's a barf fest. It just barfs out tons of data. Most yeah. of it's useless. But um in the normal mode, in the info or warning, you know, level of logging, put decent stuff in your logs. What do I mean by decent stuff? First yeah. of all, put a timestamp with a time zone in it, like uh why, why would you not put a timestamp in there? I don't well, know. a lot of times a timestamp is put in there automatically. Timestamp, but t- the time. Um, some people look at a time as just three eleven forty eight and thirty eight seconds, which is like what time it is right now. I know, know, but I'm just saying. Have you seen a log that de- it doesn't have a timestamp in? I mean, that's kind of the definition. Yes, that does ha- definition of a time that of does a happen. File. That actually does mm-hmm. happen, right? Sometimes you have, I think, uh, uh, quite a while ago, I worked with uh, Dynamo Logs. Um, mm-hmm. That's uh, Silverstream or ATG's product. 
ATG. Uh-huh. And ATG's product would put the timestamp in the very beginning of the log file of the whole log. And then every particular entry didn't have a timestamp in it. Oh, for I one, see. For so some reason, it made sense to the developers. Maybe they write that log out with every particular time a transaction is written. That's great. It's a separate one for each one, probably, yeah. Perhaps. But the thing is to remember developers or people who deal with logs. I mean, developers, their life is focused on making the app work better. And they're humans. Like, th- developers typically, unless they use something like Splunk, read things with their eyes. So they have yeah. their own context behind it. They don't read things with machines, which, although we, we're having more people do that with Splunk, where developers are buying it and using it for that. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're not taking into account that like a human and a machine might need to process this log. Because without instrument, if you, the other choice to get information out of, your, out of your application is to instrument it. A bunch of code where apps can monitor it, and even that isn't so reliable. But log files are a great way to just spit out what's happening. But us humans and some machines have to deal with it. And what I found this week when I was helping my buddy is his, first of all, debug mode was the only mode that produced any reasonable information, which Wild thinks is kind of stupid, okay? Mm-hmm. So have a mode where you can get everything but debug. Because the problem with debug mode is often uh, when you put something in debug mode, every single particular method's output will be written and uh, there'll be a timestamp in each one of those. And it's just really not that useful in debug mode. But the other thing is they put the times, they put the date in the beginning of the log file and the time zone in the beginning of the log file in a separate, they put comments in it. Like a human was actually going to read this, which mm-hmm. is fine. And then every other entry in the file uh, is, has, a, has a, time st- a time in it. Not the date, not the zone, but has the time in it. And then, you know, I told my buddy this, and he's like, yes, I told him that. And they said, well, why would you ever need, why would you ever need uh, the, the date in each event? Any clue? Anybody guess? Why would you want the date <laughs> in every event? Hmm. Well, that's the definition of an event. Well, that's a def- well, an, an event. Something at a time. Something happens at a time. That's well, right. an event. Right. Okay, that's fine. It's not really an event. Technically, it's a log message. There's a big difference between an event and a log message, but that's for another day. But um, let's say I was using something like grep, and I had a whole directory full of log files, and I start grepping on the word error. Yeah. If I'm grepping through the whole log files, all I get is timestamps associated with it, not the date. Or what if a log entry becomes detached from its source? Like it gets parsed by an engine. Yeah, like when does that not happen? Well, Splunk does that pretty well because Splunk has like five or ten different rules that it tries to figure out. Okay, it, it'll take the timestamp in the event. Uh, it'll take the time that the file was modified. So it's it's a little bit, you know, it's better at, at, than most other technologies in dealing with it. But, you know, it's like if a poor human has to read this. Yeah. Put, just please be verbose. You don't have to be debug mode. And, and if you deal with, you know, if you're a person in IT that deals with software, um, you know, uh, bitch at your application vendors to put decent information in the logs because the application vendor might need their own logs to fix their app. You might use the output of those logs to know what's happening with your app. And then the other thing is, 
you know, look at SSH logs, right? You seen an SSH log for authentication? Yep. What does it say in it? Looks like it's written by a person. Yeah. It has like something to log in for user right. from IP. It has actually invalid English. use invalid password yeah. for user for Maverick user. on SSH two from sort what? Really? It's an English word. It's you had to write sense. it like a sentence. Okay. <laughs> Yet your application when you when you have a brute force attack, you have like billions of these log messages written out. So then what does a log vendor have to do? Well, most log vendors that aren't Splunk have to parse this stuff into a database. But really, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, that part doesn't matter. Who's a really good example of who does their logs well? SendMail. Okay? Mm -hmm. We have a couple guys that work here that worked at SendMail. Everyone knows SendMail logs. Most people do. What do they say? What's the yeah. what, do they say? what do they say? Two equals Maverick. From equals wild. <laughs> Subject equals some inane uh, bullshit. Right? Yeah. Uh, and then a machine can go, ah, oh, that's a key equals value. Key is from. Because it looks at the, Maverick. Well, it's looking for the equal sign between the text, and it knows that the left side, if it sees it over and over again in right. every event, it's going to figure it out. That, I mean, Splunk's going to do that. A human's going to be able to do that. Simple, easy, compact, right? Right. I see, I see, the, I see what you're saying. You know, now. it's like the log files are going to be consumed by machines and people. So my just general little rant on this is if you are a developer or you are an IT person, get together or bitch at each other that <laughs> um, life will be better in the problem-solving process and in the evaluation process of figuring out how an app's working or getting metrics out of it. If the logs are clear, they're, uh, it's obvious what's in them. There's some metadata there. Don't have to get all XML on it because XML really is just a bunch of garbage that's in there. Um, XML is fine, but often it's even too verbose. Just a key value pair that says class equals com dot whatever, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, stack traces are kind of okay, but still, even then, they're just a lot of garbage. But you know, yeah, you know, you, you know I, I it's really funny that um, that you're talking about this because this I have something that maybe can add to this a little bit because I helped a couple, two different customers this week with trying to get some things uh, indexed from some specific products, uh, vendor products that they had that they wanted to get logs from um, that uh, were not. It was kind of along the same lines. It was either they couldn't get the data the way they wanted, or it didn't seem like it was very. Um, it was info level uh, versus, I'm sorry, it was critical versus an info level kind of verbosity. Um, and I had, I asked him, I said, well, I'm not familiar with these particular vendor products you're talking about, but I bet if you go back to the vendor and ask them if there's a, any configuration options that you may not be aware of that you can set that will then turn right. on putting the, uh, prepending the field. I mean, like a good example also is like uh, GC logs in Java. I think there's different parameters you can set even with GC oh, that, that yeah. says, that says put the, the, the pre, you know, the field name with it. And then, but normally by default, it doesn't have the field name. So sometimes it's actually in there, but it's not configured to log that way. And you, you simply need to ask the person that developed it. If it's on your, the guys on or gals on your team, he or she's on your team doing it. Or if it's a vendor, go back to the vendor and ask them for help from their support. You might be really surprised at what the things you can turn on that won't add very much more to your volume, but give you those extra pieces that Splunk handles really well, like we're talking about here, or that you as a human can can, can read. So, uh, Yeah, that's a good point. Um, to keep uh, in mind of that. Some pe sometimes people monkey with the Apache log format, 
where because um, Apache is one of those examples where Apache doesn't syslog, which I wonder why that is. <laughs> I really they'll syslog out the uh, the error log, which is cool, but they won't sys out the access log syslog out the access log. And I wonder if that's a performance thing, like maybe it slows down the Apache server, which is responding to a, a boatload of requests. But possibly yeah. some people do configure the Apache log to either put extra information or sometimes they'll reorder things um, in it. So you, your app may have the ability to do that. Yeah, or, the, or I guarantee you, if it's a developer on your team, he or she may have a secret parameter that they only they know about. I mean, we right. even have it here in Splunk. There's like, I mean, you know, Amrit's told me about things where, you know, and, and a few other few others here I've seen where they'll they'll do a parameter that they know about that only they know about that will, you know, unlock a certain type of debugging. You know, just ask around. It may not be documented. doesn't mean it's not there. So you'd be surprised what you'll find if you ask around. Yeah. Um, here's another thing. I don't know if you have anything to bitch about. Here's here's my uh, let's see, my little rant on F5. Um, it's not F- so much on F5, right? Um, what's wrong? What's wrong with F5? What F5 is great. F5 helps feed my family because my wife works there. But so I'm helping <laughs> this uh, prospect yesterday. This is the second time I've helped him, and uh, they were using F5's application security manager. And well, there's two rants. One, I think the F5 app, you know, if if Will Hayes hears about this, I think the F5 app sucks. Okay, we need to fix the F5 app. Part of the problem with the F5 app is F5, the company, actually sort of owns the Splunk app, and I don't really think they're doing much with it. So I'd like to see F5, the company, um, kind of like put a little bit of wood behind that and make the app better because. F5 plus Splunk is a great way to do reporting. As a matter of fact, this customer prospect is probably going to buy buy Splunk just for the fact that it does F5 reporting well. But there's a couple of issues. One, like I said, the F5 app needs work. It has um, it has been improved lately. It supports FirePass Application Security Manager, which is a part of the Big IP stack. It's really an application firewall. Mm-hmm. And uh, application access policy manager. I'm not an expert on all that stuff. And, and I, again, I love F5. But you go into uh, you go into this thing. You configure it. You tell it, all right, I'm going to create a logging profile, which is cool, nice. Mm-hmm. You get control over this, and then you uh, you go select. Okay, you want to send it to Splunk over UDP uh, or TCP, and then they give you a, a selection box of what fields that you want in. You can also tell it to, uh, to do it as comma separated. So we're going in comma separated. And there's no like recommended order. So you'll get an application security manager. It's like I said, it's application firewall. It's going to basically capture all your HTTP requests and log a bunch of stuff about them and detect uh, SQL injection attacks and things like that. And it'll log it. It's kind of like a halfway IDS, but you know, while doesn't know what the hell he's talking about because he doesn't work for F5. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but it, the, the stuff that comes out is comma CSV. Well, this yeah. presents a problem for anyone who's using the F5 app, uh, not F5, but it presents a problem for a Splunk user that just went and downloaded the, the F5 app. The Splunk, the Splunk for F5 Splunk app. For F5 app. Okay, all right. That's all right. I got it. Because uh, the developer of the F5 app, which I think is Will Hayes and a little bit of F5, 
has a specific yeah. format and order that the fields are supposed to be in, and they're comma separated. Okay? Uh, okay. Because the F5 ASM does not produce key value pairs, it produces comma separated values, it is possible for a customer or a user of ASM to select fields either potentially the wrong order or not include certain fields and end up having the F5 app totally not even work. Right. And, yeah. and the one thing, you know, you want to have a Splunk app. The Cisco app is a really good example of a beautiful app that just always seems to work. Okay. Because yeah. you really can't monkey with Cisco's logging format. It just spits it out and it spits it out. But since you can control the parameters in which the fields appear, you're just a user. You just click all the fields. Potentially they're in the right order. Potentially they're not in the right order. And hopefully the app developer sort of made it all work. And, uh, you know, one, I'd like to see key value pairs out of F5's gear. You know, and I also, if, you, if you're an F5 user, uh, you can tell them that Wild is bitching about this. But, um, you know, you might as well uh, request or tweet them that uh, the Splunk stuff is great, the app is free, but, you know, can you get somebody uh, either on both sides to make that app better? And, and it can't be all Splunk. I mean, you know, if you think about it, you put Splunk, the log data inside of um, you put the log data inside of Splunk from F5's products, and F5 products look great. So, you know, let's make it better. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I see your point, um, and I think it's kind of that's kind of along the same lines of what you were talking yeah. about before about it not matching up and stuff. But uh, and and you know, and you can do probably do rules right that could that could look not be dependent on the comma separated stuff that's really the point um but sometimes that's all you have you know um yeah but I get it's that. just i mean sometimes that's all you have and and, you, and then the, i guess i always even though we're ranting i still always like think of the good side of splunk in the sense that we are still a pretty flexible tool in the sense that we can do stuff on the fly and you can usually get it to work anyway i mean that's the part i like about it i think the most is i can get it to work the way i need anyway but but it would help it, it would just make things overall a lot better if we well, had it, makes it easier on the at user, the source, right? yeah, exactly. Like we used to say, it's better to get it right at the source than uh, than at you know after it. It's the same thing. Like whenever I, I, that's the other kind of rant I have when people uh, suddenly, hey, I can't get Splunk working with my database because I have my logs in my database. I can't get it working, you know. And I got you know if I'm on a rant, which is hard for me to get into a ranting mode because I'm very optimistic. I'm Come a very on, optimistic dude. person. You can do it. It's hard for me to get mad. Here's a Jeff Blake laugh. <laughs> All right. Here's a Jeff Blake laugh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. So thank you. Come on. So, like so, so there but, you go. But, <laughs> it just it just seems that you know. Um, um, well, now I lost my train of thought because now wow, you're telling what me. what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was I talking about? You just got totally uh, interrupting me with the drift. We were talking about... Um, <laughs> you don't even know what I was talking about. <laughs> what were you talking about? I don't know. I don't know. I was just going to get mad. Now I'm not going to get mad anymore. Um, Hold on. So, so yeah. So, so w w when someone is trying to get their logs from a database and because the logs are being written into a database and usually typically they'll be parsed to certain fields but sometimes they're just putting the raw text log into a database that's all they're doing they're putting it into one big blob or one big field and then they're coming then they're trying to use Splunk to try to get it back out and they're like well how do i get it back out and then they're trying to you know figure out how to get out to get it into Splunk so they can like do the freeform searching and have the leverage all the flexibility that Splunk gives you so it's like okay 
So the thing I'm going to kind of get upset is like, okay, so how, you know, stop for a second. How did you get the data into the database to begin with? Like, where did it come from? Right. right? It came from, it came from somewhere like maybe a log file, like, right. So or so, the app, right. The app the, automatically the, writes stuff to a database like Microsoft SCOM. Can sure. the users like user revolt? Can the users please just get the logs out of your freaking product as set a, let them set a switch. Dump to log file. Yeah, dump it Why to log file. Why is that so hard? Well, 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 here's the thing, though. A lot of the times, though, the log, they will go through all this. Here, here's the thing. They go through all this process of getting the logs collected, either batched in or whatever, to a directory, and then they have a process, their own script that then reads it and loads it into the database. And then they come to Splunk and they go, so I'm trying to get it out of my database into the... In the okay, all right. So dump it like you're saying out of the database, and then go to the original source that you've already done the trouble of batching it in, and have Splunk just monitoring for the for the parent directory of where this batch stuff is, and get it in that way. Like it's not like they don't understand it, but they don't connect the two things together. And it's like okay, that's so. So I don't really have a reason to get mad about that because I can understand I sort can of, see but why that kind of but, Here's but why it's kind of irritating because it's like that's just that's what we do. So just point it to that, and then if because all the concern I think is usually about is what's in the database already. You can just export that out or, or do a select statement and get everything out into a file, get it in. Splunk will find the timestamps in there and put it correctly into the past, right? And the times timeline in the past, and it'll get that correct and then automatically. And then the new stuff that comes in, just get it from the from the log files and, and don't worry about trying to extract it out of a database. It's just, you know, with Splunk, you know, on a real-time well, basis. It's Splunk it's just, or some other product. Because the thing is, let's say you're... You know, some apps, a lot of apps will write to log files, but some apps, for example, just write to databases. And yeah, I get it. Databases are wonderful. They're great for structured data, but logs generally aren't structured. And then the other thing is most vendors aren't good at reporting. Sorry, vendors. Most of you are not good at reporting. Why? Because you're focused on whatever th awesome thing you do that makes you money. Yeah. Okay. Let's say you're a mail processing company or you have a mail gateway. You're great at making mail go through or scanning for viruses or whatever. And then at the end of all your IP stuff, you'll go, oh, some customers will go, oh, man, like, we totally need reporting on your product. And then they put reporting in after the fact. Bolted on, yeah. They bolt on reporting, which is fine. You got to do that for your customers. But at least, that's great. It's probably not going to be as awesome as you want, but your little engine, whatever it does, is a small part of a larger IT group. And most of the time, people are going to want your data in a format they can get out. It doesn't mean if you put it in a database and publish your schema, that's the only way it should come out. Right. Let it be logged to the file system, okay? Well, as we were saying in the previous rant, put information in it about it so that, you can, so that a customer can just go... Log to database or log to file system. You check it, boom, it starts streaming to the file system and another product can eat it. Here's a revolutionary idea. How about even having your stuff be syslogged out? Is that that hard to do? No, it's not. But And, the, and I'm ranting like, this is a very Tronish rant, on behalf of the users. Not, you know, against everybody else, but it's our poor customers. And even if it's not ours, it's ArcSight or LogLogic or LogRhythm or all these other log companies we do, I mean, I think Splunk does it the best, but log management companies generally do reporting on logs better than the product that generates the logs. That's sort of why they exist. And if vendor who created the logs would at least let logs spit information out, 
or let them spit it out over HTTP or give some yeah. decent kind of API to push it out. Because here's what you don't want to do. You don't want to put it in a database because databases aren't real time. Most of them are not real time. Okay. Right. Right. So then whatever engine has to query, 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 query. And to, to give you statistics versus read and stream, which, you know, there are some databases that are streaming databases, which is fine. That's kind of what Splunk is, but I don't know. So I think the world, and I'm not advocating for standards. I know ArcSide did this common event format stuff, which is fine. I don't really care about a standard. But if you just put information about your logs in them and you let your logs be written to a file system, you will be doing the world a lovely justice because then humans can read it, machines can read it, and then we can all figure out what the best way to present it to the user is. So, all right. So while I'm at it, I got another one real quick too. Right. So, so just because I just you, now you got me in this mode. Okay. So, which is probably your intention the whole time. Is anyway. this a Cisco or is this the data mining no, one? No, no. Okay. Oh my, you got another one. All no, right, I remember so, we were talking so, about that guy who was like, I don't want to mine the data. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. well, that's yeah, that's another one. I'll nah, let you we'll talk. I'll, I'll let you talk about right. that one in a minute. But this is this is what. So so you can only do filtering in the product right now. You can only do filtering um, by access controls by uh, actually a lot of things: uh, host name and fields and, and and phrases and words and things. But, like but search, the, the search filters. The search filters yeah. for like a role. When you create a role in Splunk, you can have a search filter where and it gets prepended to the. Every search that the person that is of that role prior to the pipeline, right? Prior, prior to when, prior, prior to, to the, the pipe, pipe character. Prior, prior to the pipe character, prior to the pipeline, it's pre it's basically prepended to the beginning of their search. So it actually it works really well. And it's actually really good, a good way, and it's easy for Splunk to be able to allow you to set up these access controls on pretty much anything that you can think of, as long as it's something that can be prepended when it works, right? When you when you when it, when the search happens, which is 80-90% of the time is that's what it, that works and that's what you have. But there are a few cases that I've come across that it just drives me crazy because I want to do a transactional view. I want to create some metadata. I want to list some things out. And it requires me to search over multiple events and group them together, right? Group them together in one big, like a meta event, like a grouping, all right? Which and, is and, cool. And, right? Which is, which is totally, we're the, well, we're the only technology on the planet right now that does this, that can do this on the fly like that. Like Even in real time, having, we've with in real time, and I change my mind, and I want to change the order. I want to change how this groups these things together. I can do it without a database change, without anything. I just do it in the search. We we are still hands down. I haven't seen any other product or heard of anyone that can do it like this. So I'm really excited about it. But the thing is, is that the access controls. I may want to apply the access control to the grouping, not the individual event, right? Because if I do it to the individual event, it oh, may be cause you wanna, the grouping. You want to do uh, filtering like. Afterwards, I want to say search where this grouping is has a certain or doesn't have a certain right. value in it. I want to filter things out because I don't want to let certain users see certain groupings because it contains information they're not allowed to see because of the group that the team that they work for. Right. So I want to have an access control on the grouping. So we don't have that yet, and I wish we did. You know, it's not that common. It's really something I shouldn't be having to rant about too yeah, much. It's you know, not, not important. But it just seems to me, well, why can't we just change it? Like, we should already be changing that already. And I think I've put in a We've got to file an already. ER about that because... Well, I think I already have. I already have. It's just I haven't seen that. We just we have... It's not a higher priority because not everyone really does it. But it's just... It's around the corner. I can already see it coming that we need to... So, you know... You know what? You know what 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 should happen frustrating, is frustrating. <laughs> is oh you know what would be kind of cool is if you could choose for the role the search filters 
We could set a setting to prepend or append. Dire. Because if you could just append it to the end, if you append your search filter to the end, then you'd be in a better place. Well, it depends. If you, I'll tell you one thing. Could you do that with a macro? I did do a macro. Could you do? Could you solve it with a macro at the end? Does no, no. It doesn't matter because if you piped a fields or a table, and then then if the thing you're wanting to search on is not in that, then then you know, then you wouldn't be able to do it. It has to be before you do the formatting at the end. It's like a little with a, kludgy. It's a little kludgy. So so there's a, there's an answer here. I'm just saying that's it's frustrating because um, it basically uh, means that you have to do uh, more unmaintainable work. Around. You can work around it. You can totally, totally get it done. And I've gotten it done for customers before. And our p- professional services have done it. It's just, it just to me, it just seems like it should be, because I'm a developer, right, So by trade. So, so I just would know there's a more elegant way to do this. I haven't seen our code. I don't know how complex it is. Maybe there's, maybe it's really difficult to do, and that's why. But, um, but it just seems to me, as a user of the product and representing users and working with users of the product, that should be something that we should be able to have an option for: is to say, let it be the way it is now. And then also, if I'm transactioning and using transaction or grouping something together, that I'm able to apply a search filter to that, and then I think we'd be good to go. Well, for now. You know, there's, For now. There's always something else. So there's something else. <laughs> we got that thing. off our chest. I got that off my chest. I got all the log. Uh, you know, Bitching <laughs> off my chest. I probably should mute that out because then I, I'll lose my clean tag. Um, and uh, there's always. Oh, well, just as a reminder, uh, is it coming up? Uh, Splunk's user conference. That's the only thing I wanted to mention uh, because it's still early. That thing is when? In October? Or yeah. August? No, it's uh, October, yeah, I think. Yeah, it's in October. No, 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 I'm sorry. I think it is in, I think it is in August. Isn't it? I don't know. Hold on. It's pretty sworn. I think it's August 9th or something. Here. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, Splunk user conference. Uh, that thing is in August 15th through the 17th at the West in San Francisco. Register now. I think there's like a deal. There's like a couple hundred bucks off, but um, they're still coming up with the sessions. There is a Splunk University where there's having training, which is kind of cool. And then you've got, um, we'll probably go and do a Splunk talk there. So if you happen to want to meet us or be on the show or rant about something, you can always do that. And uh, (laughs) there's some, the earlier that you... Uh, plan for this the easier it is going to be to get your boss to approve it and you know this is it's one of those things like i kind of wanted to go to worldwide developers conference now that i'm sort of getting into apple development that thing sold out in like 10 minutes uh which is amazing uh it's lovely but (laughs) i'm not going so i is splunk's thing gonna sell out realistically probably not but there is a uh there is a um there is a discount uh, it did last year it sold out last year sell out okay yeah well the day of people showed up said hey i wanted to sign up real quick and then it sold out like within a few oh. like an hour or two the people that didn't yeah they, they got there and they said hey I, I found out about it or i'd heard about it and i just didn't get around to it so and then and they were like hey you know I wanted, and they came early and everything yeah. to try to get in and then some people didn't get in so we had to figure out how to how to deal I with that hook, but, i can hook them up yeah yeah i'm <laughs> like here wear this gray t-shirt now you're on staff <laughs> right. Wait, wait, wait! Recording? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that would be that would have been a good uh, a Jeff Blake laugh. <laughs> Maybe Jeff Blake will be on Splunk Talk in uh, in then. So, um, 
Yeah, maybe. All right. Uh, is there anything else learned this week? Didn't you talk about what you learned already? No, I actually, I will tell you what I did learn. Okay, that was doing? actually cool. So real quick. So this guy I was working with um, was trying to splunk a .evt file. Oh, yeah, that's right. I wanted to hear about this. But but here but here's the thing. It came from his EMC. I think it was a Solera NSX or something. And uh, and it was on it was on Unix. And he was um, it, they had a mode where they were trying to do it um, on into Windows for the with. Uh, I guess he, he called it CIFS options. I'm not sure what that is, but I guess he, he figured it somehow. They the group that did it figured out how to write out the EVT. Well, it writes out a what appears to be a quote unquote EVT file. So Windows then can look at it with Event Viewer. Right, because Event Viewer can open up an uh, EVT. EVT. It's really an archive of event logs. It's yeah, but it's not. But a, but I guess he found out when he tried to do it with Splunk using the Splunk thing, because Splunk can do the same thing if it's a standard EVT. This was not a standard EVT, and it said corrupted or can't open it or whatever. Ah, suck. So I go. So I, I just like I said before, uh, just like I mentioned, I said, well, can you go back and talk to the guys and find out if they can write it out to just text instead of EVT, right? And he went back and asked them. They said, yeah, we can, but we can't do it till we have processes. We can't do it till like three or four months from now. We'll get around to that. We'll put it on the queue and we have a ticket open for you and we'll get it to where we can write it out. And then, because he's like, then I can just plunk the text. But in the meantime, they said, they gave him a solution. They said, in the meantime, download the log parser. Yep. That's what Microsoft. I was going to suggest and right there. And it totally yeah. select, you can treat it like a database or something. And you can totally log parse into it, pull it out into a CSV file. And right. then boom, he just sucked it up and he got it going. And he's totally stoked. He's totally correlating that chisel with the other stuff that's that he's doing um uh, you know splunking already out from his other windows events as well as his unix events so it was just it was pretty and if cool. you're not a windows dude log parser is a free tool from microsoft i don't think it comes with the os but you can download it from download it. msdn at microsoft and it basically uses windows <laughs> query language or wql to read a um an event log file and then uh, spit it out to the screen. And I used to do this three, four years ago before we even had a native Windows build. And come, people asked me to, to, to be able to eat an event log. We, we were um, partnered with a company called MonitorWare at the time, but I think this customer just didn't want to buy MonitorWare. So... so yeah, so so the, and then the other thing I was going to ask do real quick is when he does the actual statement, like you're saying, to pull it, to select it out of there, mm -hmm. he selects it into like whatever the name cult, pipe pipe five fourteen pipe UDP to oh, make is it he? look to make it look like the source yeah to make it look like a source like it came out in five fourteen so it merges in with everything else I thought oh, that was that's really, pretty cool it's a very creative thing he did so I just thought that was neat I like yeah. it when like you know, I I love it the, one of the cool things about working at Splunk is you have I think our users are smarter than the average user because they see this cool tool and they know that they can apply their own knowledge and they can they, they know that there's probably a way around everything and i like yeah. that a lot of dudes that we work with or that work with splunk are willing to sort of go the extra mile to try to hack something together just to get the data into splunk because they know once they get it in there it's you know they're, it's home, a, they're home free yeah, it's a party free. in the usa to, to yeah. quote uh miley cyrus <laughs> So, so anyway, that was that's what something I learned and I figured it would be worth talking about. But anyway, um, and I feel better that I got a little bit off the chest, but I know that we'll fix it. And so I would also encourage anyone that's listening right now. We know some of you are devoted listeners. Some of you are new listeners. If you have anything that you would like to talk about uh, or anything that you would like us to talk about or anything you want to rant about uh, at a product that can improve the product, just send that in. And where do we send it? What's the... Splunk talk, Splunk talk at Splunk.com. Yeah. Yeah, it is. There you go. Um, there's one other thing that I uh, 
I have to say, is five years ago today, I had a baby boy. Wow. Five years ago today, I had my first child, which is my son. His name is Lachlan. My name's Lachlan. I like to go shredding. And he, that there means today, April 8th, 2011, he's five years old today. So I'm very excited Ooh. that uh, here's a totally contrived. There we go. Happy birthday, Lachlan. And uh, yeah, there you go. Doesn't even sound right. It sounds like. Uh, it was, sounds right to me. It so. sounds like crazy. But anyways. See, that sounds here. like a horror show. Does that not sound like something from Carrie or like, no, that's very Blair Witch Project. So you might oh, want to use that. Okay. Anyways, I'm burning uh, your happy now. birthday to everybody whose birthday is today or any happy other day. Happy birthday. Including my little buddy, Lachlan. And, happy birthday, uh, Lachlan. Yeah, thank you very much. And uh, as always, we like to say, uh, you know, you got the email address. You contact to us uh, if you're irritated us bitching. Well, bitch back or, um, you know, make some suggestions. We're happy to. Hang out with you. Thanks a lot. And uh, as always, we say happy splunking. Happy splunking. You better watch out now. Because Splunk is about to take over the world. One <sighs>